Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to another broadcast of your Faith Matters on Colorful Radio with your ever-smiling host, Sarah Lister. We are broadcasting live from the Africa Center right here in London. As is my custom, let me start with a word of prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, as we broadcast your goodness to the whole world. Welcome again. As you know, every week I am joined by an amazing guest who shares with us their journey and how they make their faith matter. Today in the studio with me, we're honored to have Rhoda Wilson and we're going to talk about the Christmas gift and you know soon why. And we also have a very special guest appearance. Listen up for it. One big favor I ask of you before I start, if you could please invite your contacts to join us by sharing the link, whichever way that you're listening. And I would also love to hear from you, so please do send me an email by going to www.colorfulradio.com and below my picture, click on the button that says email me and I'll get it. Let me invite Rhoda to join us by uh, reading her bio. Rhoda Wilson is a creator, producer, and director, well-respected in Nollywood, UK. She's one of the executive producers of Miracles of the Christmas Angels, and she has a new release you'll be talking about right here. Hot of the press. I'm excited. Um, Rhoda also created and was the executive producer of the successful TV, TV series, Housewives and Girlfriends, love the title, which debuted on Africa Magic Urban Channel 153 on the 16th of October 2015 and had a solid cast of 62 professionals. So season one's up, two, maybe three. We'll hear about a little bit about that. And she says this was by far one of the most challenging feats of media undertaken by Nollywood UK. Housewives and Girlfriends is a 30-minute drama series with comical undertones set in London, UK. In December 2014, Rhoda undertook uh, the task to shoot The Nigerian American Dream, a documentary portraying the lives of Nigerians in the USA. It was filmed in Lagos, Nigeria and Atlanta, USA. Actually, I'm not even going to read some more anymore because she has won long awards and recognitions. I'm going to say Outstanding Producer of the Year, ERPA, Best TV Series, BEFTA, Best Producer TV African Film Awards, Three Star Awards, I Can Go On, She's an Excellent Achiever. Rhoda, welcome to Colorful Radio. Thank you very much indeed. I'm delighted to be actually, you know, Sarah. I haven't seen you for ages, so it's nice to be here. Yeah, no, amazing to be interviewing you. Amazing to be interviewing you. You know, um, just reading your bio, it's like I couldn't even read everything, you know. Wow, it's a long long bio, isn't it? (laughs) But it's, 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 it's outstanding because, you know, you've achieved so much at a time in an industry when you don't actually get women achieving so much. So my question is this, what started you on this journey? Wow, have we got all day? (laughs) (laughs) We could be all day. On a serious note, um, Sarah, uh, what happened was, um, I actually, when I came to this country many years ago, uh, there were not many role models. And I wanted to have role models and, and I created the Rhoda Wilson Show. When I created the Rhoda Wilson Show, uh, it was on Ben TV for some time. And uh, after that, I realized that uh, 
you know, it, I had I went through some challenging times. It was really really hard. Mm. Um, uh, this was uh, in 2008, and then I decided, okay, what is the best thing to do? Uh, I went further, tried to see what I can do with my show, and again, still the challenge was there. And when I went to um, Nigeria back in October 2012, I experienced a major major loss. Uh, financially, mm -hmm. and uh, when I came back to the UK, I realized that I could no longer go back to do my show. And by then, as well, new shows have already started coming out, promoting the African culture. So I felt confident that what I started is being built on, because mm -hmm. at the time when I started the Rhoda Wilson show on Ben TV, it was in 2004, 2005, uh, the only show that was out there at the time was, they had uh, the Sopra show was also starting out a show, then they had uh, um, Oprah Winfrey show, they had a couple of shows, but not really promoting the African culture. So back in, back in October 2012, when I went through those challenges, I realized that my work as a TV host is done. I, I cannot embank on something new. And uh, I took a year out. Um, that what I call a transition time for me, it was mm. really hard. Ah, oh, transition time. When I say it was a storm, Sarah, it was a storm. I could not see. The, it was just, it was dark everywhere. And I lost a lot of friends. Mm. I, uh, I lost Maybe they thought you were finished. This is it. Absolutely, this is it. You know, I, uh, I remember going through those challenges. And you know, when I was doing very well with the Rhoda Wilson show, I had lots of friends. Mm. Uh, people knew me uh, when I go to places. I was actually invited to South Africa by the South African High Commission uh, to, to go and represent uh, um, the UK uh, at the AU, the African uh, Union uh, inauguration. That's amazing. I read that on your back. That's why I'm, I can't read everything. I'm glad you're bringing some of these things up. It was amazing. We were treated. It was absolutely fantastic. We treated with four stars. I mean, we had four stars or five stars hotel, I should say. We were treated with the topmost respect. We had chauffeur picked us up. Uh, we were there. I dined with the presidents. All the presidents of, uh, of the African Union were there. I danced with them. And wow. uh, so it was lovely. It was absolutely fantastic. But having enjoy such a privileged life i uh, and i went through a dip i was really embarrassed i was ashamed and you know i um it was really tough those were dark times for me and i think that is when you realize that you really did not have the people around you that you thought were friends mm. were not really friends you know they were more uh, acquaintances if that is the word to use um, so October 2012 was a, was a really turning point for me. And I used that time during my dark times to do some research. I love production. I love the creativity industries. I love what I like to tell stories. Yeah. So as a result of that, in, it took me a year. Uh, I, I went through things. I tried at the same time to restart my, my show again, thinking, okay, yes, well, there were people doing it better than you. There were people doing it quicker than you. Uh, but let me see if I could go back into doing the show. And uh, But I just couldn't go back into doing my show. The season was over. You remember earlier we were talking about seasons. We were talking about seasons. We were yes. actually talking about seasons. Yes. And I just could not restart it. You know what, I'll say you were going through your winter season. You know when you look outside and you're thinking that tree must be dead. Serious. I felt it was dead. I was exhausted. And you know also when you're going through some challenges sometimes, you, it's not just a, a financial challenge. I was going through emotional challenge. I was going through spiritual challenge. It's what I call spiritual storm, financial storm, 
health storm. You were going through, I was going through all of these because, you know, it's until you actually find yourself in that position, you don't understand what it's like mm. to go from being appreciated and dipping so low that you just feel you can't get out of the pit. Mm. That is how it felt for me like in October 2012. Uh, but gradually, and one of the things I've come to realize is that you have to walk by faith, mm. not by sight. Mm. And during that time, mm. seriously, I had to, I learned about God during those times for the, for the 12 months that I went through difficulties yeah. than I've ever learned in my whole life. I, um, I mean, it breaks me all tearful. And, uh, and I use that time to find ways yeah. of also developing um, my creativity and channeling my creativity elsewhere. And uh, in October 2013, maybe, maybe not October 2013, probably I went to Nigeria again in August of 2013. Uh, it was, again, trying to rebuild some of the things that I'd lost and uh, but by 2013, uh, October 2013, I came up with Housewives and Girlfriends. I did a lot of I love. Do you like my I, Housewives I, and Girlfriends? I, I, you know something? <laughs> Is that was divinely given? It was. Who would not like that title? It just sparks curiosity because you know there's going to be like <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, Housewives and Girlfriends. And uh, it, you know, I researched during the time of challenges I was mm -hmm. going through in those one year that mm -hmm. uh, from October 2012 to, to 2013, I was also doing research. I was finding things. I was thinking, okay, what else can I do? How can I channel my creativity into doing something uh, to do with the, the African diaspora? Mm -hmm. How can I promote it in a positive light? Because one of the things that you find is that if you look at many of the African diaspora movies, they were always showing us in a very poor light. And mm -hmm. I hated that. And I felt that we could do better. You know, we, we, have the, we, have the, we have the creativity. We have the know-how. We just have to channel it mm. into, a, into a, a, a platform that will promote us in a positive light. So Housewives and Girlfriends, I just draw every money. I don't know how I got the money. Uh, obviously, I went through some challenges trying to raise the finance. Uh, the, the company that wanted to give us the money, uh, they were waiting for some... They also... Oh gosh, wow, what a life... The company that was going to invest in Housewives and Girlfriends, the original company that was going to invest in Housewives and Girlfriends, we mm -hmm. went to them, we did the presentation. They were waiting for funds that they've invested in Dubai on a, on a film project. And so they promised us that the money we wanted, we were going to get it. And actually, what they said to us, what we required was too low. We've had to raise... The, the, the amount we wanted, mm. uh, but also try and justify that rather than do just a number of uh, limited episodes, we can do like a whole 52 episodes, which is one year. So we were able to justify the, the, the amount and yeah. we were able to justify the amount that they're going to give to us. And uh, so we waited. They told us, well, don't worry, April, the money will be here. I said to God, this is it. I was looking at houses, nice houses I was going to buy. <laughs> <laughs> I was checking out the house. Oh, spending the money then before you <laughs> get it. Get it. Spending the money. I was thinking that once housewives and girlfriend is done, I will be like buying this and buying that and buying this. Um, April came. Uh, the money never came. They told us, wait till May. May came. They said to us, wait till June, June came, July came, August came. Oh no. September, October, 
November. We're now 2018 and the money never came. But what I did was every penny I had, I'd already invested in, in, in securing locations. Mm -hmm. So I decided that little monies I have, investment I had, stock that I had, when I say stock, shares that I had, and I was Go going to everything. sell everything and throw it into the project. Wow. And when I was doing Housewives and Girlfriends, nobody in Hollywood thought I would succeed in UK. I had challenges, left, right. Uh, and you know, nowadays, social media is... is um, it's an interesting platform because when people feel frustrated, they feel the need to go on social media oh to embarrass right. you. Yes. So back in 2013, I had all those challenges because nobody had ever undertook such a task mm. to do such a massive production yeah. in, in Hollywood. We had 62 people. That was practically everybody at the time in Hollywood. But I was bent. I was bent, I should say. I was bent on completing it. Mm. And I did it. That, I didn't do it by myself. Really yeah. I did it with God on my side. And um, I remember, uh, Sarah, I downsized. Downsized my house. Downsized my car. Invested, 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 invested. And for many people that don't realize this, for the 18 months Housewives and Girlfriend was done, I slept on the floor. Wow. I, my back hurt. I slept on the floor because I wanted to invest the money in the production. And I remember my sister coming to see me, started to cry. Rhoda, you're from a royal family. Why are you suffering like this? You know, get a bed, get a bed. And I thought, well, why buy a bed when I can use that money mm. to put in my production? And many people now look at Aswas and Girlfriend, look at the success he's had over yeah. the years. Yeah. And they think, oh, how did she do it? How did she do it? If they knew what I went through. It's the sacrifice. The sacrifice. Mm. But you know, when I, the, the time I started realizing that there was light at the end of the tunnel, when in between that, obviously, I produ we produced it thanks to Nelson Spike. He was there supporting me uh, throughout and uh, we completed the task, uh, season, uh, episode, uh, season one. And uh, I, when it was, I remember I was thinking to myself, God, would this ever end? Would this storm ever end? Mm. It was one thing after the other. It was one thing after the other. If it's not this, it is that. It is this, it is that. And I was, everybody just seemed, at the time, seemed to be fighting with me. Mm. And, um, and, but we produced season one. And uh, I was so grateful. I was so. I must. Say, I'm grateful to 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 a guy called Nelson Spike for for supporting me mm. and making sure that you know it gets completed. Yeah. Uh, it, it was. It, uh, and looking back and looking at some of the productions now, I tell you, Sarah, Housewife, over the people said to us, oh, then people said it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a good series. It was rubbish. It was this. It was that. But looking back. It actually remains one of the best series that's been produced so far to date here in London. Wow. Uh, and by the Nollywood, uh, 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 um, I suppose, industry, if you yeah. want to call it like that. And, uh, but it was, it was challenging. Season one was challenging. But when African Magic bought it and gave me money for it, I mm. then invested the whole money I got into season two. 
And people say, how much did they pay you? I'm not telling you how much they pay me. But Lose they paid it. me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they yeah. paid me enough money to be able to employ 44 people for my season two. Praise God. You know what I was going to read? So today I posted something, right? Yes. You're going to love this because just, it just summarizes the point. Hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. Whoa. Hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. C.S. Lewis. Whoa. That is very, very, very true. Very, very true. I think it's moment to have a short music break. Colorful. Colorful. Sarah Colorful radio. Thanksgiving in the hearts, enter his glory, giving him all our prayers. We will sing, this is the day that the Lord has made. You make me sing, we adore you. Echoes of mercy, whispers the truth. Sound of mercy, stream from your heavens. Honor and glorify you, worshiping you. You make me sing. We adore you. Love. Yes, you are. Highest of love. Highest of love. Highest of kings. Highest of love.
studio with me is Rhoda Wilson and we're talking about her journey producing housewives and girlfriends how amazing <laughs> and the challenges and sometimes I say we see successful people we envy them we want what they have but maybe we won't want to go through what they've been through that is very true and I don't think looking back anybody will go through what I go through to downsize sell your house sell your car just put all the monies you had into a production you believe in. But do you know what? He got picked up, you know? I got a distributor. Yeah. Um, I, um, he's now been picked up again. I got a new distributor last year um, to, to or this year. Uh, and Nevada distributor also has housewives and girlfriends. So, you know, I've got people who are actually are keen on it. Yeah. And we're talking to various other networks and broadcasters uh, in terms of putting it out there to to on, on their channels. Mm. So I am really, really grateful. I'm grateful at the challenges. I mean, people say to me, how come nobody's seen it in England? How come nobody's seen it in England? But people see housewives and girlfriend in Africa. People see housewives and girlfriend in the US. But it's because in the UK, we do Maybe not you should say to them, have they been to Africa? Ah. <laughs> really? That's a good one, actually. Yeah, it's almost like, how about you go to Africa? Why are people seeing it? I mean, sometimes people can, because it's almost like um, someone's trying to undermine. That is true. Your success. That is true. Imagine how small UK is. Yeah. Compared to Africa, compared to the rest of the world. You know what they say, don't mind them. Exactly, man. <laughs> don't mind them. And then kiss your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind them. But you know, I think my question is around sort of going through that, doing that, and being a woman producer. Uh, women producers across the world, not just even in Nollywood, right? Yes. There's not a lot of them. That is true. That is So, and I... Uh, an African woman producer in Nollywood. How was that for you? Uh, one of the beauty about Nollywood, if I may say, is yeah. that it's a female industry. Is it? It is a female industry. Okay. What, the producers? When I say producer, the audience. You've got audience. And also you've got Because there's the... There's the I'm, I'm sti- and that's why I was saying producer. I'm being really specific, right? Yeah. you got actresses. you got women. We co- like to consume the content. But producing the content. In the UK, mm-hmm. there are more women producers than men. Ah. But in Africa, there mm-hmm. are more men producers than women. 
maybe journey across the world, the more male producers. That is true than, yeah. than, than women. Yeah. And uh, but I really, I, I, I think women should have more confidence in, mm -hmm. confidence in themselves mm -hmm. that you can, you can do that. I see production or producing as running your own business. And also, if you want your own business, there are challenges you have to face. Mm -hmm. And it's also, you just got to try and put in the, the work for it. Yeah. And also, you have to try and uh, look at the way businesses are run. And say, okay, if I'm going to be a producer, what do I need to do? Uh, I, I, I mean, if it's a business, how do I run the business? What do I need to put in place? You need to have people in place. You need to have finance in place. You need to sell what you produce. So those are the things that you need to look at as a producer. And I think for female here, I speak about female producers in England. Um, there are more female producers. But in in, in, in director, which is what I've gone into directing lately, yeah. there are not many women directors, as many in the world, across the world. I mean, in, in Hollywood, in, in Nigeria, and also here. I think there are probably a handful of directors here as opposed to uh, 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 um, producers. So directors are slightly on a higher scale. Uh, Is there the a reason for that? There were then there aren't many female directors. I, I really, I don't really know. I think the only thing I could say from my own personal experience is because many women do not think that they can do it. They can't, they don't believe that they can direct. Uh, and also because directing needs, it needs some kind of vision. You need a vision of the production itself. You need to know what kind of frame you want. You need to know how you want to tell your stories. And it's just a case of telling your stories, which I think that some women may not feel that they're confident in doing. Uh, uh, that is that's why. But in the industry as a whole, mm. um, especially I speak from Hollywood. Is no, I speak I speak based on my my research in Hollywood. Why? Is because they never gave women the opportunities. Mm. I did a really funny. You should ask me that question because I did a, one of my. I do what I call live of a producer, which I put on Facebook, and I do a lot of research before I write. It's a little like snippet of information uh, uh, and, and things like that about production. Yeah. And one of the things I discovered doing my write a few months ago, funny you should ask me that question, that the reason that they don't have many directors in Hollywood is because they never gave women the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And don't forget with Nollywood, most of the people, most of the producers and directors are independent producers and directors. They're actually, some of them put the money, I'll probably say 60 or 70% of the producers are actually, it's their own money they put in the production. Mm. So therefore, because they, as they always say, he who pays the piper calls the tune. So if they are paying for the production, they can decide, yeah. you know, uh, basically they can decide who is in it and they can put themselves as well, yeah. uh, as well in the production. So that is why it is. But in the, in, the, in the mainstream and in Hollywood, they just don't give women the opportunity. You know, this is why women, funny enough, women makes good editors. Women are one of the best editors. I mean, those that have seen Lawrence of Arabia, it was edited by a woman. Uh, Killing and some of other big Hollywood movies were actually edited by women. Why do Be they make good editors? From, what, from the research and from the information I found, it's because women tell good story. They can piece together stories. Story, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and also, it's because that was the only opportunity women had to maintain uh, a position within the, the, the industry. Mm. So that is what the research said. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah. So I'll actually take you back um, almost to before we started talking about your shows. It's like, do you come from media background or how did you? So we started with the Rhoda Wilson show. But before that, I mean, did you, do you come from like media background? No. <laughs> <I didn't>. Really? <laughs> no, I didn't come from What media. did you study? 
Well, when I I did my uh, BA in business studies and okay. I did a, a master's in financial. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> financial management. Yeah. My gosh, that was like uh, years ago. And then I went into energy, oil and gas. My background is actually oil and gas. Ah. You know, so I know I I can tell you about exploration. And I can tell you about regasification, how you can regasify your gas to produce your natural gas. I can tell you about renewable energies. I can tell you how you can use you can you can you can use the um, you can burn burn uh, debts and uh, not, uh, rubbish to create lethal that you can put in the bottle of gas that you use that people use in oh Africa. Oh my word! I can tell you about I can tell you a lot about gas. Mort, I can tell you see what I said. You, this I is not even in the bio. This is not even in the bio. No, but that was my background. But I guess I moved into media. And I also did some media uh, studies as well. And I'm also doing some at the moment as well. So I did some media studies when I before I went into uh, presenting because I wanted to understand what it is and, you know, learn about, you know, um, uh, a vox pop, learn about piece to camera, learn about so many other things to, to do when you talk in front of the camera. So yeah. I, did a, I did a bit of course in, uh, in presenting I did. And then after that, I, I do a lot of, for my own development, I do a lot of workshops for myself. Okay, uh, in I the know media. You do, yeah, yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to understand really. in terms of how did you get into into media? Was that your background? Did you study that? Um, it's only later on I studied it because uh, I I love the media, I like creativity. Yeah. So I then went into into. Uh, I suppose I did some courses on it. So, but I'm still studying. You know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm no, well, you never stop, right? No, you never stop. So. Some people leaders, think they need to stop. No, no. <laughs> leaders never ever stop. And I th I'm going to sort of add another, we're going to have a sh another short music break, but I just want to bring another kind of statistic regarding the Rhoda Wilson, because you talked about the challenges you had. You ran it for how many years? Eight well, years? Eight years. You, precisely. Because yeah. most people, while they're having challenges, they would not stick for that long. No. So you say, oh, yeah, I was having some challenges. I just wanted to put some numbers, some facts behind it, that you did run it for eight years. And how many viewers were you having like a week? 1.3 million. Precisely. So she had a successful Boulder Wilson show. <laughs> well, so sometimes, you know, when you say I was having challenges and people don't have the, the actual facts about it, they may just think, oh, yeah, it was just for a short time. Eight years, 1.3 million. Okay, I would consider that. A success, I guess. A yeah. success. Thank but you. But clearly, she's uh, an extraordinary woman. She wanted more and she's doing more. And we're going to have another short music break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Christmas. And I think Rhoda will tell us why she colorful, likes colorful, Sarah colorful, 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 colorful radio. radio.
Lister. Welcome back. Welcome back with me in the studio is Broda Wilson. She is a producer, director, and many things. Amazing stuff. Achieving up there and what's the word? The people who uh, set the trend. Yeah. Trendsetter. Trendsetter. So, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I, before the break, I said, um, mentioned about Christmas, a new loving Christmas, right? Yes. And one would say, why would you say that? People love Christmas. It's that season where everywhere you go is Christmas. But I said, hot off the press. We're going to talk about what you've done now, what's new, and then we'll go back to one. And I'll bring up the other one. Okay. So, 
drum roll. What's yeah. your new movie? Yeah, I've just recently, um, no, recently, during the summer, we completed a Christmas movie called The Christmas Gift. Uh, it's showing at the moment. We did a premiere actually on the 24th of November, and it was excellent. The Christmas Gift is about a, a, a mother who, who wanted uh, uh, siblings for uh, a, a daughter, Alice, and uh, she couldn't have any more children. So a daughter kind of encouraged her to, to foster. And uh, she, she fosters some kids. And so the story is about those foster children that need love. And when I did my research, uh, during the, when I was doing the, the story for the Christmas gift, I was amazed at the amount of children that do not have a good place to go to at Christmas. And I don't, I mean, obviously, everywhere around the world, but more so here in the UK, because the research was based here in yeah. the UK. Where most people would not believe that's the case, you know? Seriously, the amount of poverty uh, among children is high anyway. But when it comes to Christmas, Christmas is supposed to be a good time, supposed mm. to be a fun time. Mm. I always think Christmas belongs to the kids. So I'm a big kid, really. Christmas belongs to the kids. So I always think that they should... We should celebrate them. Yeah. But when you see that some children go through some challenges, they don't have presents, they don't have, they don't have uh, somewhere warm to, to spend Christmas. It's mm. kind of very, very, not kind of, it's very, it's very sad. Uh, so the Christmas gift is about this Mother Teresa that took on uh, uh, a number of children. But one of the things that is actually very powerful about this particular uh, story is that what the children actually wanted were love. They just mm. wanted to be loved. Mm. That was it. That's amazing. They just, and that was just the story, you know, that, you know, children need love. So if you want to see the full story, where can people watch the film? The well, movie? the film at the moment, we are screening it on the 29th of December yep. at the View Cinema in Westfield. And uh, on the 1st of January, we're going to be in Birmingham from 7.30, from 7 o'clock, 7.30 rather, to uh, 9 o'clock at uh, the View Cinema at Star City. So the View Cinema in Stratford on the 29th, please be there at 7.30, and the View Cinema in Star City in Birmingham on the 1st of January. People can pre-buy tickets, where? Yes, they can. You can buy it on Eventbrite. If you go to Eventbrite, enter the Christmas gift. The Christmas gift. Christmas this, gift. This is a perfect Christmas gift. It is actually, oh, I like that. Look at you. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas gift actually is a perfect Christmas gift. So bring your family. Come and watch it. Uh, support uh, the children uh, that they're acting. Uh, most of the children that acted actually came to my workshop because I have actually run workshop for the kids uh, because we need to empower our kids as well. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I find here is that growing up in Nigeria, you have a whole village controlling your behavior mm. and guiding you and supporting you. But when you're here in this country, as young people, it's very, very hard. So I also because run a workshop. The, the, the system does not allow pe people to control their, ki control their kids, leave alone everybody else's kids. That is it, yeah. you know. So what I do is I use workshop to, to empower the children. Mm. So many of the kids that acted in the, the Christmas gift came to my workshop. Uh -huh. And I'm running workshop again this, uh, next year for, for, for kids as well that, uh, that want to go into acting, want to be empower, empower themselves. And, um, yeah, and the acting workshop, actually, is not 
just about acting. It's also about to present yourself, having confidence yeah, in yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because With, acting is presenting yourself, right? It is presenting yourself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's amazing. It's yeah. It's, so this is it. Get the Christmas gift as a Christmas gift. Yes. I am loving it. And I think one of the reasons I said you love Christmas is because you actually have another movie that is around Christmas. I have. <laughs> so? Yes, yes, yes. The Miracles of the Christmas Angels was my first Christmas uh, movie, which I directed as well, yeah. which was last year. Yeah. And, uh, and that was fantastic. I loved it. And uh, so last year we did Miracles of the Christmas Angels. This year we did a Christmas gift. And next year we've got Christmas in London. Lovely. See, I said, <laughs> so what, what is special? Christmas is special, but what is special about Christmas for you? No, I like, I like the, the fantastic feeling of Christmas. And believe it or not, based on my research, mm -hmm. this is why I did my first movie called Miracles of the Christmas Angels, because actually they are Christmas angels. And during Christmas time, based on my research, they're actually special and, what do you call it? wonderful things that happens mm. during Christmas. Mm. Miracles actually do happen during Christmas. Mm. And during Christmas, angels actually, the extra workload for the angels, believe it or not, <laughs> they come in and give people presents. They come in and, and whatever you need. It's, maybe I should do, ah, this is nice. I should do an angel movie. Uh, whatever you need during the Christmas period, the angels actually come. And, and, and grant it to you. So there are extra a, extra angels that they put on the earth during the festive season yeah. to, 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 to guide you. To guide that. you. It's amazing because the Bible says the angels are ministering spirits. They minister. They do. They minister and they do well. And I think also the, the, the spirit of the season, the Christmas season, but whether you know, I know people get all is, you know, it's heathen, it's pagan, and all of these religious people, things that we say, the, the message around Christmas is goodwill. Correct. And strangely, it kind of affects how people feel. It's almost it's the, it's the season for goodwill. Even the ones that don't want to do goodwill, it, it gets to them. Correct. And people are very willing to give, to help the homeless, the kids, the, the, the neighbor who doesn't have food. People tend to be, so what you're saying, very true. It is true. And one of the things I must add to this message as well is the fact that if you truly want the Christmas angels to help you, you just have to ask. Is it that simple? That is that simple. You just say, look, I need help. I want the Christmas angels to help me. Because for, for us who are uh, spiritual and Christians, if you know the Bible, you've got to ask for the Holy Spirit to come to you. You've got to ask for things to come to you. Mm. They don't just come to you because we are giving free will in this world yeah. to do whatever we want to. So whatever you want in life, you just got to ask for it. And, and it will get granted to you. Obviously, like anything else, it can't be anything negative. It can't be anything that needs to destroy the people. And I'm talking based on my own experience. But you've just got to ask. So if you want the Christmas angels... You just got to ask them. Mm. It says, ask and it shall be given to exactly. you. Exactly. So you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and seek, ye shall find. Huh? The big book says, <laughs> yes. And I love that in, in, the, in, in the film, uh, The Christmas Gift, the little girl praying. 
Yeah, she's praying. She's praying. You got to go and see her. She's praying. (laughs) We're sitting there with her hands crossed. Please, God, please. And and you know what? We've all been there. That we pray, we seek. It says, ask, and it shall be given. Yes, yes. Knock, and the door shall be opened. There you go. So... It's been an absolute pleasure to have you, Rhoda. So if Thank people you. wanted to get in touch with you, how can they connect with you? Well, I am on Facebook, uh, Rhoda Wilson. And uh, follow me on Twitter, Rhoda Wilson TV on Twitter. And also on Instagram, uh, Rhoda Wilson 1 on Instagram. And if you want to contact me via email, um, my email is uh, Rhoda at RhodaWilson.com. Uh, that's Rhoda, R-H-O-D-A, at RhodaWilson.com. You can also find me on my website as well. You know, find what I do, what I've done in the past. You can visit my website, which is www.RhodaWilson.com. That is R-H-O-D-A, then Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N.com. So thank you very much indeed for listening. God bless you. Have a fantastic Christmas, and I hope the Christmas angel brings whatever it is that you wish for. Exactly. And if you ever wanted to get into acting, you know where to go.